This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. Today I'm joined by Ed Rotman, the CEO of Chroma Energy Group, which is a solar energy company based here in East Tennessee. Ed, I want to thank you for joining me here on Tennessee Talks. It's great to have you on the show. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your journey that finally led you to, to launch Chroma. Am I saying it right, Chroma? Yeah, that's Chroma. perfect, exactly. So, well, well, first off, thank you for having me and Congressman Burchett. It's a, it's a call pleasure. Me call me Tim. We're good. Sure, I'll do, I'll do my best. Um, and so thank you for having, having me here. It's an honor to be here, and I look forward to talking with you about it. Uh, so the journey... Uh, where, where to start? So, um, graduated from University of Kentucky, um, the, the highest accomplishment um, anybody from the South could have. And so, I remember talking to my dad um, about, you know, well, what am I supposed to do now? I said, well, get a job. And I said, okay, that makes sense. You know, anything else? And he said, no, go and get a job. So, I ended up, had a business degree, um, received an offer to go work in Los Angeles for a tech company and um, packed up everything I owned in the back of a, a little two-door uh, Chevy Blazer and drove out to LA. And then- It's not La Follette, but Los Angeles. Correct, yeah, okay. a little further away, exactly. So uh, Los Angeles and worked for a tech company and that was great. Knew that was not long-term. Came back east for graduate school and so uh, went to Vanderbilt, met my wife there. And now Vanderbilt, it's a two-year school, right? Trade school? I think so, yeah. Something. Okay. It, it, it was a two-year degree, but yeah. So I got my MBA from there and yep. met, met my wife. And then we went and worked um, in Huntsville, Alabama. And, uh, and I worked for the Missile Defense Agency for a couple years. And then my father-in-law came and asked us if we would be interested and get involved in the family business. So it's a, a Caterpillar dealer, Star Wars machinery. And so 10 years ago- I bought an IT-18 from your father-in-law, $72,500. Most money I'd ever had, best investment <laughs> I ever had. I was in the mulch business. And it was uh, when they went on strike, and it was one that was built by the engineers, oddly enough. Oh, yeah? Well-built machine, okay. and then I, I treated it like a rented mule, sold it, uh, and when I got out of that business, I sold it and, and did very well. Yeah. I mean, they're great. Caterpillar is top-notch, top-notch, but go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a, it, it really is. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, yes, I've, I've heard that story. And it uh, learned a lot. So it came to, and that brought me and uh, my wife and my family to Knoxville. So I've been here 11 years. Rotated around the company, learned a lot about internal combustion Three engines. kids. Three kids, correct. Right. Exactly. So uh, Natalie, nine, Gabe, seven, and Owen is, is four. And really rotated around the company, learned a lot about a lot of different industries, learned a lot of leadership um, from my father-in-law and loved working with my wife and him. And one of the areas we were trying to grow at Stowers, we've been selling bulldozers and excavators for a long time. 63 years. And so there was a, a business that I started focusing on and that was the power systems division and that was generators. And so we, we were meeting with utility companies and really had a lot of discussions about right. backup power and resiliency. And through those discussions, it just, it was very interesting. I realized what an issue and, you know, I don't want to say problem, but just the grid, the capacity, and how, how many companies and how many individuals were looking for backup power. And then kind of on a geopolitical scale, you hear about the things going on in Ukraine and, and Russia and energy independence is becoming such a bigger, bigger thing. And so right. 
through that exposure at Stowers, I just really kind of fell in love with the energy sector. Um, I think it's going to be a huge deal for the next 20 years, and um, renewable energy and, and solar is kind of where, where my heart and where my passion is. So We're always going to need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not going to reduce uh, you know, the amount of importance. Yeah, I've always um, followed solar for quite some time, and uh, I've heard that there's really been no major breakthroughs probably in the last 20 or 30 years. Is that fairly accurate? Is it pretty much the same technology it once was, but it's it just, I mean, I'm sure they're pumping so much into it now, I, I would always expect it to be more efficient the more, the, the more it's advanced. And that's exa exactly right. So yes and no. So everything has, it's actually been a little bit more efficient um, and the components are a little bit better, but that's also a good thing in regards to it's been around, it's proven, people are really starting to understand some of the financial and economic um, return on investment um, components of it. And so it's been around and it's proven. Um, and yeah, but yeah, that's, that's essentially right. What are some of the ideal circumstances of somebody use solar um, energy to power maybe their home or their business? And it, um, is it only possible for areas that have a lot of sunlight. And so, you know, at Chroma, you know, we really focus. How'd you on, get the name Chroma? So, geez, that's an interesting story. So, um, Chroma is a, it is the measure of color, the saturation right. of, a, of, of a color. It can be any color. And so, one of the ways they measure the sun. Um, intensity is through the color and how deep some of the color saturations are. And I, I didn't know what to name the new company. And I was actually sitting there and at night when I, and I had a few names. I was reading a book to my kids and uh, kind of just one of those kind of coincidental things that the, the word chroma jumped out. A character in the book was named Chroma. Um, it's, a, it's one of my favorite books. It's called The Phantom Toll Booth. And so it just connected. And I, I'm one of those people who just I go with coincidences. Right on. Yeah, I dig right. that. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't believe much in coincidence. And so that's a good thing. Well, we got back to the circumstances that someone to use solar energy to power their yeah. home or business. Absolutely. So um, you know, basically, you know, we really focus on the economics of, of solar. And every place, almost every place is going to have sun. So, I mean, there are some situations where it's going to be better than others. Um, we look at usage profiles. So anyone who needs a lot of electricity during the day, clearly that's a good fit. Utility companies, businesses, and then when you start attaching storage to it, it makes the kind of the usage um, a lot broader. But yeah, so I mean, currently we kind of look at the usage profiles. It really works for companies, um, for you know, neighborhoods, for utility companies that use a lot of solar um, during the day. And then when you attach it with some type right. of storage. Batteries. It, yeah. What Tesla batteries, uh, I know, are, are, are one of them. Is there, is there somebody that, that produces something better than the Tesla battery or is it the or is there a lot more than that out there? So Tesla Powerwall is still definitely a good option. I think a lot of the innovation that's actually currently taking place is is with that space. And so as you mentioned, solar, it, it yeah. really it, it is. You got to have the batteries been. because at night you gotta you gotta be able to, to power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, whether we shift away from lithium ion to some different battery sources is kind of the main discussion. But no, I mean Tesla is a good manufacturer and Caterpillar actually manufactures 
there's batteries as well. Yeah. Most people don't know that. As my buddy Teddy Phillips says, Phillips and Jordan, he says, until we get a solar-powered bulldozer, I'm going to stick with diesel. I, yeah, <laughs> I get that. I don't think that's that's far. That's really that far away either. We there's already discussions about that, and really, it's it's crazy to think. I think how close yeah. that really is. That would be uh, that would be the game changer right there. You know, my big problem with the batteries it doesn't have to do with this, but the um, automobiles. I'm a motorhead. I like internal combustion. I collect mm -hmm. old motorcycles and cars, and I work on all my stuff: tractors, diesel, everything else. But um, is the, the just the the time it takes to to charge a battery, mm -hmm. you know, to me that's um, in an automobile when you're talking five or six hours on the side of the road somewhere. That's that's a long time, and I would hope I at some point the technology is somewhere along the lines of I always use this as example: propane tanks. You know, you just pull up mm -hmm. with an empty propane tank, take it, they give you a full, and then you're on the road. Yeah. And and the standardization too is another thing that didn't have anything to do with yours. You get that for free, uh, but um, <laughs> you know you have six different types of outlets or plugs and every company has their own type of plug and mm -hmm. and there's there's not a uh, generic adapter yet I'm sure there'll be one eventually when it when it all gets um, when it all gets uh, condensed but anyway tell you, you. Uh, TVA recently announced their plan to double solar energy capacity what does that mean for the future of the grid well, I think that's fantastic. I think anytime you're adding clean, reliable, sustainable energy um, to to the grid, that's that's a great thing. And so I think it will really help the valley from an economic development right. perspective. You know, I think being able to recruit companies here, a lot of companies, a lot of the big companies over the last. 10 years that have come here, Facebook, that was kind of a requirement. They wanted 200 megs of right. solar energy um, forward in the Blue Oval City, the exact same thing. So I think being able to double what we have, and then it's also gonna add a bunch of really high paying jobs for the Valley. And I think that is going to be one of the hurdles that I think we have to really get over as a state. And I think we need to invest in workforce development. And so, you know, Governor, Lee just passed a $3.3 billion infrastructure bill, right. and, that's going, and that's something that we need, and that's a wonderful thing, but really, what that industry, what the energy industry, the main issue is going to be workforce development with those things, so I okay. think that, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a great thing. Anytime you're adding capacity these days, right. especially renewable energy, it's a good well, thing. Tell me about current projects you've got that you can talk about. I know you have things in the works and things like that, but what can you talk about that's going on in our area? Um, that you're doing at Chroma? So we have two projects currently with uh, Duke Energy down in Georgia. Those are about no 3 well. megawatts and... Privately owned, um, I mean not privately, yeah. publicly owned energy, correct Duke? Um, private company and so they have a they have a private development company um, which it's called REC. Okay. That, that's who we are contracting with. That's, a, that's our customer. Exactly. And, and so we are about to wrap up three megawatts of um, um, electricity down there um, sometime in the next month we have a rooftop job we're about to start in Raleigh so we've really we've worked around the southeast and I think with that TVA development that you just mentioned I think we're really going to see we're already seeing some momentum in this area um, a company called, called Denzo just broke ground and yeah you were out there I yeah. was out there for the deal that's exciting I was uh, the head guy at Denzo that was mm -hmm. that was pretty cool actually um, What's it going to do for our economy, especially the people here in East Tennessee? What do you see? I, you know, I, if, 
I, I like the fact that we're not dependent on foreign energy sources, and I think that that plays into it, of course. But jobs, um, clean energy, what will it all do for East Tennessee and for the economy? Sure. So I look at it as an overall fantastic, great thing for, for East Tennessee, for every stakeholder. I think, you know, what Chroma focuses on doing is really looking at every stakeholder in society and making sure that the solar assets that we install provide value for, for every stakeholder. And so that can be TVA from a generation perspective, utility companies from distribution, right. end users, people. And so specifically, I think when you're looking at what it's going to do for people in Tennessee, you really have to focus on companies that are coming here. I really believe the, the type of companies we want in Tennessee, that's going to almost be a prerequisite for them to come here. And then the other thing is it's really going to provide high paying jobs. And so you have, that's what it's going to do for the communities and for the people. And then anytime that you can add resiliency, I think we know that resiliency is going to be a big thing and I think people want additional capacity on the grid and solar a clean option you know right now if you want carbon free electricity solar is the main option that you're going to have and so um, and you, I, I look at it as and off the grid too and that's a you know you're relying you know TVA during the big freeze this year we lost everything you know we lost our you know, we lost our power and then we lost you know pipes and everything else I know I did personally sure. Mm -hmm. And I raised hell with TVA about it, but it's still, it's a real problem. And I think that that allows you to, if you had the option, you could switch over and, and do your thing. So, exactly. And exactly. of course, big businesses and stuff they lose, you don't just turn to switch back on. Some of these places have, it costs them millions and millions of dollars. And that could have been a, that would have been an easy insurance policy if they were at the point where they could do that. Without a doubt, and that is, the, and so you can pair solar with other forms of backup and create microgrids. But I think the important thing with the energy transition is that I do believe it's going to be led by the private sector. I mean, there's there's definitely been some some bills introduced that right. are really going to help you know renewable energy. But I think when you look at who is driving it and who is going to want it. It's going to be companies like Ford, it's going to be companies like Denso, and, yeah. and it has to be economically viable. I think that's the main thing. I agree. Um, this is the part of the show that I hate the most, that everybody likes, seems to, that's on here. You get to ask me anything, of course. If I don't like what you said, we just edited it out and this part never, <laughs> never happened. Yeah, no, then I cut I, to the end thing. Okay. All right. So you are part of the Conservative Climate Caucus. And so sure. I would like that to take that question you asked and kind of, I want to hear your thoughts. And so what do you think about TVA, um, TVA's announcement last week at the board of directors meeting to add um, 6,000 megawatts of a... Yeah, solar electricity. I, and well, I, I'm not a big fan of TVA. Um, I have a lot of a lot of issues with TVA, um, and that remains then uh, remains to be seen. That probably won't ever be that won't be resolved by you and I talking about it. But um, I, anything they like that is encouraging. But um, I worry about uh, we have technology that could be. I think we need to we need to continue. I think solar is a part of it. But we have coal in the ground, we have oil in the ground, we have natural gas in the ground, and we can we have the technology to to um, to get that out in an environmentally safe and sound manner. And I hope we're we're not cutting our nose off to spite our face because I think it all fits in as a piece of the pie. Solar, 
um, you know, hydroelectric, nuclear, of course, is, is with the small nuclear reactors that will eventually come on if we um, don't regulate ourselves to death. Absolutely. And uh, because I just, there's not enough hillsides and not enough flat spots for, for solar, for it to be everything to run off solar. And I get mm -hmm. that, but I hope that's part of our deal because I, I, I do, I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, you know, I want to get out of bed with the Middle East. I don't want anything to do with them. Mm -hmm. I'll say, um, in all sincerity, they can eat their sand. You know, let, let's get it. Let's get it all here. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't want to be dependent on anybody because they're only our friends and, and until the the check clears, and then they're moving mm -hmm. on to the next one. So, um, and um, I'll end it there before I create an international incident. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was <laughs> but anyway, I, I thank you, Ed, and I thank you for joining me here today. Um, you know, I appreciate what you're doing, and I appreciate any time an entrepreneur sets out on their own on something like that. I really, that's really cool, and I dig that very much because this country was built on the backs of folks like yourself that roll the dice, and um, and we're all just. And this country was built by risk takers. It wasn't created. And, wasn't founded by a bunch of people. They're afraid of their own shadow. They stepped out into the unknown and, and went after it, and I dig that. So thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Well, thank you, Congressman Birch. I really appreciate that, and I uh, enjoyed this. This was a good, good right. discussion. Quit calling me Congressman. It's just Tim. That's what the custodians in D.C. call me Tim. They, they, they do all the work. I told them, I said, I've been here five years. I said, we hadn't hit a lick since I've been here. Uh, Congress hasn't. I said, y'all still working. So, But anyway, but I, I appreciate everybody joining us today for another episode of Tennessee Talks, and I'm Congressman Tim Burchett. And, Thank you all so much for sending me here. We'll see you again very shortly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.